Hi Spencer, you're a week in mate with your RPG a day episodes, I must say I'm thoroughly enjoying them. Your most recent one, talking about obscure adventures, really like the sound of that. The uh, Reading out those spell descriptions and mentioning the kind of influences that led to the game really whet my appetite. Unfortunately, I'm currently on a self-imposed purchasing of RPGs ban, even though it's um, pay what you want, I'll still consider that uh, another acquisition. So once the ban's lifted, I'm going to go and um, I'm going to pick that up for sure. Thanks for bringing it to my attention and have a good weekend, mate. Look forward to your next episode. I've got to say, Colin, I admire your level of self-control not being tempted to break the embargo, even by a pay-what-you-want, one sheet. You're a man of principle. Good on you. Hey, Spence, it's Joe. And now I need to see a movie version of Colin coming up to the Scottish Highlands hunting you down, man. That... That shit would be unreal, dude. I would watch that. No problem. Also, we're even weirder than you think over here. You called it letter paper, but we just traditionally just call it eight and a half by 11 because we're talking about inches and what the fuck is an inch, man? (laughs) I don't know, but that's what we use. You know, we tried to go to the metric system back in the 70s under Jimmy Carter, but uh, our country is just too dumb for it, I think. But anyway, man, uh, I feel you on not knowing what to talk about sometimes. I didn't know what the hell to talk about for space, but we got through it, and now we're on to day eight. You got your eight out, I got my eight out, and now it's on to day nine, man. So, Oh, the way you cut out there, Joe, I can't tell you how many times I checked for a Jackson. It was embarrassing. Oh yeah, and as for what the heck are inches thing, I mean, there's still some resistance to metric over here. I mean, we still use miles, and um, most things are sold metrically. But if you went to a good old-fashioned woodyard, started talking that metric mess, they'd probably laugh in your face. But this next episode, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Let's find out. It's August, that most hallowed month of the year when we celebrate the illustrious role-playing game. Are you bursting with energy to celebrate the hobby that fuels your imagination and haunts your dreams? Do you feel a burning need to share your passion for your hobby? Join Spencer, aka Free Thrall, as he waxes poetic about the word of the day throughout the most wondrous month of the year, RPG A Day Month. Day 9. Critical. Well, the first thing I think of is critical tables. If I'm not very much mistaken, I believe they were introduced by Rollmaster. Now, you're welcome to correct me if I'm wrong there. Now, in 1980, the first book in the Rollmaster line was called Arms Law. What I wasn't aware of was that this was presented as an alternative combat resolution system for whatever RPG you were playing at the time. It was a book of critical tables. 
Now, I remember flipping through Arms Law. I think it was Arms and Claw Law by the time I saw it, which I think was released in 83, 84. But my familiarity with Critical Tables comes from Merp, Middle Earth Role Playing, which is essentially Rollmaster Light. And in that, I believe that maintained the same structure as Rollmaster in that you had tables for crushing weapons, slashing weapons and puncturing weapons, attacks for creatures, grappling and unbalancing. That was what was included in the Merp tables. And also, probably the most entertaining element were the fumble tables. Now, I was going to roll, just do a couple of rolls on these tables, but out of context, that wasn't particularly interesting. So I thought I'd just read off some uh, entries on the fumble table. So let's have a look at uh, hand weapons. Fumble, worst move seen in ages. Minus 60 to activity from a pulled groin. Foe is stunned two rounds by laughing. Now, what would that be in missile? Ammunition slips as you fire. The missile goes through your hand. Plus eight hits. Two hits per round. And uh, spell failure table. Identity crisis. Lose spell casting capabilities for two weeks. So, these are pretty brutal. And um, I could I could also be wrong here, but I don't believe... Critical tables were introduced to D&D until 2nd edition, which wouldn't have been until about 89. So these gave rise to some very memorable moments and made combat a lot of fun, but extremely dangerous. And I'm pretty sure I lost the character to that fumble table. Warning, if celebrating the sound of dice hitting the table and pondering the meaning of the many acronyms within your player's handbook doesn't cure that burning sensation, please see your doctor. Big thanks to Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere for her very special contributions.